Welcome to the Eastgate Fix, brought to you by Eastgate Oz, bringing you all the latest Eastgate news, reviews, and interviews. Here's our host and self-proclaimed Eastgate addict, the man helping you get your fix, Craig Taylor. Well, welcome to Eastgate Fix. It is epic to start this episode one. I'm so, so, so pumped to be here, and I'm so, so um excited about who's joining us for episode one it is a man that shouldn't need to be named he's a an epic writer from the uk london he leads all the uh, eastgate reviews and a lot of the big group rides and stuff over there it is the man himself thomas b-boy stretch here he is thomas welcome what's up what's up craig i'm gonna say it's the intro looking really really good I'm going to say I'm definitely going to improve my quality of my intros going forward. No more countdowns. You have to do something, make a proper intro now going from there. Um, thanks for having me on. Thanks for having me on the first one. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, um, just from the UK doing my thing. Mate, you, um, as I said, I've said so many times, you've been an inspiration to my ice skating, um, someone I've watched for ages, and I thank you. Um, I know that there's a lot of people out there in the community who do watch Thomas and watch Thomas's videos. And um, I'm, I'm going to go, I suppose, straight into who are you, where you're from. Give us a little bit of a, a little breakdown on Thomas. Um, yeah, I'm just fundamentally, you know, I'm just a rider who loves the sport. Got a lot of um, things through it. It's helped me in so many ways. Um, um, you know, my mental health, socially, meeting people, an amazing opportunity to meet people like yourself. Um, along the way, I, um, you know, I, I run a lot of e-skate events. Well, PEV, I don't like saying e-skate, it can be a bit um, secluding at times. But yeah, PEV events, mostly yeah, in the London area. Dicks, mate, you can you can seclude it temporarily. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, e-skate stuff, you know, PEV stuff, bring everyone together um, for events in the UK. Uh, run a YouTube channel where I kind of share my experiences. Um, do lives, um, reviews, and like group ride stuff. So bringing everyone together, um, and yeah, other than that, work a full time day job, and then in my rest of the hours, set a few editing videos. That's great hours you've got. You editing and recording and writing. And I tell you one thing: behind the scenes, spending all day. I think you get this as well. Spending all day at a computer doing work, and then spending all day doing YouTube is is a drain at times. But it's worth it. Like I said, they get the Getting the feedback, like, so helping people, sharing knowledge and getting more awareness, that makes it all worthwhile. So anyone who does comment on my videos, no matter if you're the same, I appreciate it massively. And if I can make a difference to get one other person riding, which has helped me, then it's definitely worth it. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. It is, um, and I think from one of the things I know more about, now that I've gone and, and met a huge amount of e, um, e-skate riders and so forth and PEV riders from community rides we do here, um, that inspiration of other people doing what they do and showing you their wares. I mean, everyone shows off their boards and their gear and what they're riding and what the current ride is because, of, you know, there's a lot of people exchange boards continuously as well. But that whole ethos of camaraderie and community and everything is is what what I one of the things I get out of it. And you mentioned it before about mental health and all the rest of it. And I know I'm not going to bang on about mental health tonight, say, even though I've got, you know, you know, the... I'm donning the, t- the 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 hoodie today. If you can see it behind yeah. the mic, flow state, flow yep. state merch, which is cool. And um, they're all supporting that. But it's uh, it's 
that community, that camaraderie of of a single love of just getting out there and just rolling with it is 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 pretty amazing. And and I know Thomas from you with some of the big rides you've done, and I I know you you've got shred lights mixed up in rides in the UK and and quite a few brands and stuff as well. Give us a bit of a breakdown of how you go about doing some of that because it really is inspiring for I suppose a lot of people and communities. Yeah, to be honest, it's one of my video ideas I've been kind of, you know, like yourself, put on the wall for to do later thing about setting up events because I suppose the ultimate dream with events and communities in the UK is that, you know, I don't have to host anything and organically people, there's always rides going on everywhere. Um, but yeah, setting up a ride, it's, it's, it's a bit like kind of like the YouTube game in the world. It's a hell of a grind. You can't just set up an event and then expect everyone to turn up. You have to, I'm not saying like anyway, I've got any got a reputation, but you need to have a reputation of like that you put in events that are inclusive they're safe everyone has a good time no one gets left behind you know and i remember my first group ride no one turned up one or two people after multiple times of posting events you know and it's it's, it's one thing i'd advise people not to get kind of like heart struck you know that people are not turn up to events you know it takes time you need to kind of be known that you're going to post events people are going to want to join and they share what you missed of the event, you know. I always say to people, if you should always scout the ride to know what you're going to go with, to so kind of make a map if possible. If you're going to stop somewhere for a charge, maybe a restaurant or whatever, contact the place. Say, look, I'm going to con- come here with 20, maybe so many people, you know, sell it. We're going to do business with you. We're going to sort of drink some food. Well, we, it's okay if we charge our board. And kind of just, you know, have a plan of action on what you want to do, you know. It's all really good to do things for the moment, but if you can kind of say, we're going to go here, this will go right, this is our speed, you know, and have forefront, then more people are going to join, and then you'd be more and more successful. But I'd always encourage people, just, I said, don't feel, you know, upset if people don't come initially. People didn't come to mind for a long, long time. And then some of my events I do in London, 30, 40 people turn up, so which, is, which is great, you know, um, because of, they know that, oh, you missed this on this one, and, preacher you know oh you missed this i see you next one you know you know it's a little bit of a long game but you know it was lucky because the last one i did unfortunately i couldn't make it the family merchant to go to but some of the guys i know and trust who i've gone to rides with i was like can you take over and they stepped up and it was fine it was still it was still a success so it's an investment of time in building that kind of infrastructure to do more and more stuff going forward yeah so I, don't, I, think, I definitely want to see more of yeah i think one of the things you said and i've got i've got to touch on it really quickly um Knowing, knowing where you're going, knowing where your stops are and touching base with the local people, whether it be a restaurant or a cafe or, or just a, 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 you know, a, a park block or something. If, if there's someone you should, I suppose, reach out to and just communicate with, it's worth talking to because I know that um, different places around the world have different issues with you know, trying to charge. Um, I, we had a place where we said we're coming for lunch and they didn't realise that 50 of us were going to turn up and 35 people were going to charge their scooters and their... PEVs all at once, and um, we ended up taking down the, um, I think, half the kitchen and the eating room or dining room. Um, they had no power. So it is, you know, depending on how many people you've got going. And if you are interested in going in a ride, making sure you tick the box, I'm coming, because I know with us, we've, you know, we've had three people say they're coming and then 25, 30 people turn up. And it's like, bloody hell, we were actually, we didn't actually tell people we were going to swamp their cafe with. 20 30 40 riders um all in a minute so it's probably it's a really important thing but I, but i've got to say one of the best things i've seen from from you and it's it's one of the things that the guys at shred lights you know with their new products out at the moment i give them a bit of a plug here they've been awesome with um you know 
sponsoring communities and rides and and getting involved and, and making sure that you know they everyone's being safe especially in night rides as well which i think is really cool and i think a lot of the brands should reach out and do a lot more of if they can as, as actually supporting those groups because those groups continue our riding groups to grow um, and also get the word out there so it's really you know it's a big thing um, so just in relation to transparency i want to mention is we so the sponsorship via Thread Lights hasn't actually been massively involved, to be honest. There has been some initially. But okay. my main thing is actually just making awareness on brands and com- companies I believe in um, and then kind of building that repertoire. And having obviously a name behind it helps a little bit. Um, they have done some stuff. I think Thread Lights have always been really good with most, you know, all confused communities helping people. Yeah. Um, but another thing I want to address is like, I've probably done 10, 15 of these events now, and they're not all, they're not all sponsors of that, but I just like no. to, sh- to, to you know, the, you know very, very little of them are actually sponsoring. It's not about the whole sponsorship. It's about promoting night riding and supporting companies that I believe in, you know. Um, it's actually along with a UK company called eScape.shop, and yeah. a local guy, actually, is Tim Wood's shop, actually, believe it or not. Um, he actually runs that shop. And um, just Tim supporting Wood, people. So just let yeah. you know, what is a YouTuber, so follow his channel. Eastgate Oz website, if you go down into the U- preferred YouTubers of Eastgate Oz, um, you'll see his uh, banner in there. So click it, click through and watch some of his videos and give him some love. He, yeah, he, had, he does support the community a lot when you are. He was the first one doing the sponsorship for the first first um, Shredlights riding. The, the Shredlights actually came from Eastgate.shop, actually. Um, but yeah, like I said, I just like I said, a lot of time, I just like, I don't know if you get this crazy. Some of the brands that you fly the flag for, you're like, oh, you sell out. And actually, no, I literally just fly the flags stuff that I believe in. So, you know, through like Shred Lights, you know, Lazy Rolling, Bioboard, whatever that I'm flying the flag for. You know, I truly believe in them. And it's, it's you know, it's a hard game, the YouTube game. I'm getting paid for this. You know, been, oh, look, I'm off that. I mean, uh, I think I, I said it in one of my last videos. Um, I've only ever been given one board, which is the Meepo um, NLS3. That's the only board I've ever been given. I love it. And it's, you know, I feel it's a bit of a gift to get something. Um, Everything else, you know, yes, Baja board is giving me discounts, you know, little discounts and Full Sun Electric gave me some discounts on my Hellcat. But it's uh, tit for tat. It's, you know, it's, you know, pro pro quo sort of stuff. You you do a little bit of work for them. You get something a little Mm -hmm. bit cheaper. But again, Mm -hmm. you you might get for a $5,000 board in Australia, you might get a little bit off. Um, yeah. I, everything in this, everything in my Eastgate world, I've paid for, and I think a lot of people don't actually get that. They say, "Oh, you're sponsored. You, you know, you just everything's pro, pro, pro." It actually isn't. I love skating. I love a lot of the boards. There are some boards that I've sort of jumped on and thought this is a heap of crap, and I, I'm not going to do a video on this. And no, thank you very much for doing it. But the sponsorship of brands helps the community grow because people get access to those those yeah, things. Exactly. Given at those events, whether it be t-shirts or stickers or whatever the hell that it is, or caps, or and E Cruise was massive on that when I was part of E Cruise as well. And and the guys at E Cruise are still really good. I mean, they go out and do a ride and they get everyone together. They actually you know put the right ride together and the and the route, but they actually put little yo signs at all the intersections. So with an arrow oh, going wow. right here, and I I think that's, that's huge, right? And and these little yellow signs. Half the guys who were down the back of the pack were stealing them after the ride and then taking them home and sticking them in the <laughs> garage. So it's kind of a little bit of a token thing as well. But it's it's those some of those, I suppose, other companies that um, are doing that. Now, I'm not part of eCruise anymore, but 
I still believe in some of the stuff they're doing because they e-crew started about the e-crew. It's about the people uh, as a priority. So it's, I think it's kind of cool. Getting away from that, let's get back to let's get back to you, Thomas. Um, you're riding. Um, I, one of the things I love about you is you love the big riding boards, the big road boards. But you also years ago, one of the things I'm know I know you from is your videos on off road stuff, bindings. Mm. Get, get us into that. Tell us all about that. Well, I think it's really interesting because I think a good example with EasyCon is seeing different demographics, who's doing what, in which country, whatever they're doing. And I think in the UK demographic, man boarding scene is one of the strongest things that we do. We, you know, we have the heritage of like Trampa um, in the UK doing those like man boarding, you know, they've got a really strong, you know, team behind them. You know, the Bryn brothers, bloody Sonny Dibbon, you know, Eamon, they're just un untouchable. They're just in a league of their own. Um, yeah. And I think it's a really good way, a good, unique demographic that UK have with our dirt riding um, from the mountain board scene. You know, I, I've spoken to a lot of guys and the electric mountain boarding has brought back gravity mountain boarding to the main scene. So I really? kind of, yeah, I, to be honest, I, I a lot of the time I was, London, you know, you, I'm a UK London rider basically. And mountain boarding is not ready for the city, really. I used to use it a lot for like technical stuff, my tramper. Um, but, you know, before I had a tramper, every time I got one, it was like standing on like a plank of wood that didn't move. It was like a brick. And I rarely ever got on board. And I was like, oh, I really like this because I was used to my Evolve, the Double King being really carly yeah. stuff. And then so I was like, opportunity to go up to Nottingham in UK, met with Ted and the crew at Tramper. Who's a very special character? You need to meet, you know, one day Ted. He's a very unique person, but I love him. Um, and I tried his board, and I was like, "Wow, it's actually there is a, with the barrels of uh, early days barrel technology. Actually, you can whip this thing, and then you can take it places that you wouldn't think to go. You know, and the bindings is basically like you know full send. You have to like kind of accept it, and then actually accept what the benefits of that are." And, Bindings. I, I, I would love to go back to US with a marketing board with bindings because I feel like it's something that the UK do really, really well, and I think it's a whole different demographic on riding in the you know PEV scene. It shows you that you could do mad stuff with. Well, electric. I think the guys the intermediate class actually he was on a tramper with bindings and he won the intermediate at EastgateCon. Oh, the previous year on the no, original last year, 2023. Oh, okay. Do some digging. <laughs> pretty. I have, to, I have to do some digging and go back on that. But I'm pretty sure that he was he was on he was with, with bindings on a on a tramp. Anyway, had a long thought. I, I completely agree. And if you notice behind me, uh, my tramp is missing. Why is your tramp been missing? It's gone off to get a new battery. Ah, uh -huh. so with the lipo life. The lipos were gone, and um, I'm getting some new batteries built by ZFG Eastgate down here, who is a is a mountain board uh, builder down here in Melbourne. He's actually building me a new battery for my tramper. So it's unfortunately it's got the old style monster box. So I'm actually only putting 18650s in it, but I'm I'm good for about 30 k. Um, that's what you need. That's it. So it'll be a little bit lighter than the bigger battery. Whatever. <laughs> I just want my tramper back, and I don't want to go back to lipos. So this is the safe. <laughs> Lipos make me gag. Honestly, uh, I agree. Really, don't get me wrong. They're better for racing and that stuff, which is cool. But nah, nah, it's not. We're talking about twenty-one seven hundred cells, monocells, all that stuff now. 
you're talking about power bricks and balancing cables. Oh, you know, God. Yeah. That's probably I'm, why your battery went bad, isn't it? Surely. Lipos, well, they were they were aged and they got a little bit swelly and then I couldn't get the lid down on the box anymore. So, oh, yeah, that's a bit concerning. <laughs> <laughs> they had to go. I, was, I wasn't willing to put another charge in them just in case. So, bye-bye, Lipos. Um, but coming back to, I suppose, Thomas, your riding and so forth, then you went on to the bigger boards and you had the Lacroix um, and I suppose it gave you a new appreciation for that longer range. Um, yeah. I think when I got my, so I started off with the look, actually, you know, I talk about mental health and I like, you know, you, you do frivolous purchase. Actually, when I was in my probably worst state, I um, thought, sod it, I'm going to get myself a Lacroix. Why not? You know, they were obscenely expensive and nothing else was even close at the time. I got myself the Naz. And I rode the board. Actually, this is a funny story I've never shared anyone with anyone, actually. So I went out on the NAS, which is a 12S6 at the time, yep. which was 2700. So it was before the 21 cell. So a really good cell. And I went and did a ride, and my battery didn't go down. I thought, oh, my God, this is what infinite range is, right? And I was great. And I went for, like, a two-hour, like, send. It I was, like, on cloud nine, having a great sun. And then my battery just went to zero. And I was like, what right. the hell was happening? Because I hadn't, I don't know why I hadn't read the battery at that point for like reading what the um, battery percentage was. So I was stranded at like two in the morning and I had to call a family member to come get me because I couldn't actually. Um, you had to do it at 2 a.m. walk of shame. Oh, I was just like, and it's like <laughs> raining. I had like a little thing of, oh, it's awful. But yeah, I had my nose and I tell you what, one thing I think, oh, I'm all my laquas, the nose was probably the best one I had, to be honest. Yeah, um, and I bought a lot of Lacroix, man. Like I've, I bought the Naz, the Lone Star, and the Super Sport. So probably a stupid amount of money over the Lacroix. Yeah. The thing is, though, the Lacroix for me was a really great board because um, it was so ridiculously over the top. And for I'm a bigger guy, and it's really good for that platform stuff like that. But another thing I noticed, and I don't know about you, another reason why I wanted to get one is because I saw there was zero content out there for the Lacroix. There was no one making anything for them. And I was like, you know, in the dark here, I thought I'm going to buy one. And then I was like, I'm going to share the information about me riding one. And then there's like popping up, popping up more in the UK, and you started seeing more of them. But the, um, yeah, the Lacroix was a really, really, really nice board. And the, the feeling of riding a ball, especially the Lone Star, riding a ball where you don't have to think about range ever is a very special feeling. But yeah. it weighs an absolute ton. It's an absolute beefy, beefy board. Um, but yeah, that was kind of my first introduction into like a big, big board, what I like to say. Um, yeah. And for me, like I said, I, I really love my, I really love the big boards personally because I feel like, it's, I said this one of my live streams recently, Radio, Radio Muscat, it was a bit like, if your board does more than you do, then I feel safer because I'm never going to push the board to the top end of what it can do. Yep, but I know it can do more, so that's a safety yeah. factor for me. Yeah, I think I think that's a really good, um, I suppose, point of difference for a, a more experienced rider than a, a, a someone who's just getting into the sport. I mean, th there's some beautiful entry boards out there now at amazing prices. I can't believe the price tags on some of these, you know, boards. Mm boards and how good the quality is getting on some of these entry boards is just surreal right now which is great but when you get into that top bracket and you know i suppose radium performance with their new their new board um the m boards is is up, up there as well with their range and high quality. 
Um, you've got the Lacroix. I mean, Cali used to be there, but Cali's got a lot of, you know, a lot of, lot of, you know, debt. Yeah, unfortunately, no longer with us. But yeah, they're gone, and we'll, we won't won't harp on that. We'll move forward on that. But there are, I mean, even for me, my Baja board is just next level of the performance and 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 the size of the battery. And you know, I'm getting seventy kilometers just range. Just sponsor, don't forget the. The bio board. <laughs> <laughs> Those of you who don't know, from the right of that um, animal, um, it is like trying to harness a Tyrannosaurus Rex for a person that's only five foot seven. Yeah, <laughs> I don't have the height and weight to move it around enough, unfortunately. But yeah, it's amazing. For me, I, I was preaching it's the best cat. It's the best YouTube rig ever because you can ride everything and be everywhere. It's literally yeah. my, my mobile rig, think, and that's what I love. I about. think you and I spoke about that when we were in Vegas too. You you've got the bio board because you can steer it and drive anywhere, and and you don't have to worry about the board because it's going to do what it does while you're filming. Um, mm. That's my bio board. If you know, oh, sorry, my um my bio board, my my Baja board, because it's it's just perfect for my size, and I can move it quickly. I don't have to yeah. think about it. It's like second nature. Um, and I can film everybody and everything going around, on around me, and I just don't have to worry about the board under my feet, mm. uh, which is which is a bit of a blessing. Other people say, "Well, you know, if you want to try this board," and it's like, "No, nah, I'm filmed with this one." Um, yeah, I even tried to film on um, my my Hellcat just recently, and I found that mm. was a bit of the same. It was it was hard to get that film right and actually do the do everything because I just was just wasn't concentrating enough. I was I was always half on the board and half yeah yeah, yeah yeah anyway. So going back to you, Thomas, when you moved from the Tramper to those bigger boards, um, what was your what was your thought process moving you from, I suppose, from the Lacroix and the Cali because you had the LXR and uh, LX, mm. LR, sorry, and you travelled across the whole of the UK on that. Um, I'll, I'll come back to that in a second. But then you moved on to the Bio board. Um, I mean, you you reached out to Bio board and said, "I, I want your board." Um, I want you to give me a bit of love, but I but I want to buy it, and you went went down that path. I mean, that's well. I'll I'll, t I'll tell you how I got across it. Just for clarification, is obviously I think a lot, and I, I spoke to a lot of this from Fabi um, from Onsa as well. Especially as good demographic as a YouTube, and then obviously running Onsa right now. Yep. Is, companies obviously get that all the time. I run a little. I have, I have an Instagram with five followers. Can you send me a free board or stuff? <laughs> You know what I mean? In combined, I think it's bad because I feel like people who like really grind and want to put the work in. It's really hard. I I didn't. I paid a lot of money for my bio board. To be honest, what actually happened? I had the bio board plutonium. That was yep. the first one I had, and I went, Marcus, I'm not sending this board back. How much is it going to cost me to buy this board? Because <laughs> you know these things are obscenely expensive. They really are, and I was like. It happens a lot, actually. A lot of time when I'm like, can I get a board for review? Not to keep, just to review. I really like the things. For me, once again, the buy boards are the same demographic. Like, I didn't see any content out there. And I was like, this board is like the mythical unicorn. There's nothing out there. Like, I really want to get footage of this. All I've got clips of is Marcus doing 100 something kilometers an hour down a motorway like a lunatic. And I'm like, uh, that, I'm not going to do that, but I want to show what this thing could do. And I tried it and I was like, this is unlike anything I've ever ridden before. The acceleration of braking, it just blows everything out of the water. By the way, it's a two-in-one board. People don't really know this. You can actually yeah. put cork board wheels on this thing. But yeah, and I've, re I've, I've reviewed I'm the board. I actually waiting for you to do that in Vegas, but you didn't do it. <laughs> I actually bought the conversion kit, and I'm like, I'm not putting this in the streets. It's just too <laughs> terrifying. 
I actually can't ride it on the streets. I'm not even exaggerating. This isn't like me mucking up. I rode it. If you look at my channel, there's one video of me on the streets just to say it can be done. And I'm slower on the streets because I'm too scared to put the, put the power down. Um, I'm not even joking. I can't ride it on the streets. It just terrifies the hell out of me. But yeah, I got the board for review. And I went, Marcus, I have to buy this board. I can't let this board go. Gave me a little bit of a deal to make content for it. Yeah, I spent uh, multiple thousands on this board. I didn't get it, you know, on a on a whim. But I said, I got the the problem is what I find is because I really want to look at what's possible the high end demographic stuff. It's normally small companies, and I think it gives the illusion that you know this board costs four or five thousand, whatever it is. Yeah, it's a lot of money, definitely gone. But the margins aren't as big as you think because the innovation is so high and the product development is so high, and there is normally a team of two or three people. You know, yeah. you know, you, you don't mention those names. Lacroix, Fireboard, um, as well Radiant. as uh, Radium as well. They're only like three or four man teams. They're not very big at all. Really yep. not very big. And, you know, they, they mostly be for passion projects. They put a lot of time into it. So, you know, just because it's high value doesn't mean they're this high turnover, you know. Yeah, there's a bit of a double thing. That, that, and it's probably worth mentioning. Um, you and I have, have got... I suppose, access to some of these premium board companies. And I don't think many, even YouTubers out there, touch on some of these premium boards as you and I do because, you know, Transite, Eduardo is a good friend of mine and he's a very small team. You know, him and his couple of other people help him from time to time, but he's nearly a one-man band majority of the time. As you say, bio boards, few, two or three people. Lazy Rolling looks like a massive organisation. Again, yeah, I'll um, Flux was literally... One 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 guy, and now I think his family's taken over for from him now. Um, Baja board down here is George and and um, Ed, Alessandro. Mm. Really, these premium brands are micro um, micro companies, um, and 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 they do. I mean, I've heard myself M boards, and I think um, Mike's wife said, uh, Maddie said that you know she gets emails all the time saying, "Can you please send me a board for review?" And it's like. You know, they, half the time they don't even get the company name right. <laughs> yeah, how can they justify asking? Um, so it's kind of interesting that, and I suppose a lot of new YouTubers out there need to understand that these companies are very small and their profit margins are really narrow. So they've got to be careful how much. I mean, Defiant Board is another one. What a mm. nice that was in Vegas. Beautiful looking board, but again, a small company. Um, and one of your favourites, who I know that you you know you probably you probably chop off an arm and give it away for free if you could get a Hoyt. Uh, <laughs> they're, oh, sorry, there it is. <laughs> Hang on. I thought he was going to say someone else, but now you just, you just got the wound in there a little bit. Got it in there a little bit. Just give up. <laughs> but no, it's it's really. I suppose it's interesting to say that these companies are amazing. They make. They make beautiful gear. Their R and D and their engineering and and their love and their passion is what what makes those boards so special. But they are tiny companies. I mean, they're not an X way. They're not a Depot. They're not a, they're these other guys who have these big businesses running a volume of product out the door. But that's where that innovation. And I think in your recent uh, interview with Radium Performance, Thomas, which was excellent. Um, so please, you know, if you're on the socials, go back and look at Thomas's channel and and have a look at that interview. Um, Really, three guys came up with a board, um, and Liam, I know I've known Liam for a little while, but the amount of time and effort and engineering, two, three years, to put into development of that board to make it what it is today, and it's really unique, very special, very different, um, 
And yeah, great interview. One of the best I've seen for a while, Thomas. So thanks for getting the guys on and doing that. Awesome. Thanks, I appreciate it. Thank you. Where where do we go here from here, Thomas? I I, I want to talk about um, you and Eastgate Con because I know that you're a bad rider, and one of the things you've always said is you like to see how fast you are up against the um, the YouTubers, mm. <laughs> which we didn't get to do. Uh, unfortunately, no, I'm terrified, honestly, because I feel like last year I had a chance to really kind of to put time in and be like, done. I said, I'm not going to do it again. It's fine. And then everyone's gone. We're going to train. And then I'm screwed <laughs> for the next year. Because <laughs> the thing is, um, I done it like yourself. I got injured because um, I didn't get out of the way of a stooge board fast enough. That's the thing. Um, but I got into pro. I got into pro. I qualified for some pro class, so I take that as a win. So I got my time down, but I couldn't. I couldn't walk for days after, and I had to go rehabilitation again because my knee got done. Um, so yeah, I did that with a busted knee. So I take that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, the content guys. I was like, yeah, it's got to be. Yeah, I've got to take out maybe Drew or, or like you guys or Scott. Fred or something, yeah. Fred, yeah. Fred might be a tricky one, you know, whatever. Um, but I was like, oh, I've got to pick it up. My board can do it, but it's just a tank. So it's just corners are going to be an issue. You've just got to hold on. Um, but yeah, I was gutted over mate. I wanted to do a YouTube race so badly. Just because I ain't got to race anyone else. I was going to race the other YouTube. That's all I'm going to do. <laughs> It would have been really, really funny, but having um, James in there from um, Sin City Eastgate, I tell you what, he's oh, he was God. on that weekend. On that weekend, he was so yeah, far. yeah, so he was far. one of my heroes of Eastgate Con, honestly. Yeah, me too. Um, yeah, friendship. The guy loves his loves his, his Eastgate, and he's just so passionate. It was awesome to have him around us, and and yeah, just I mean, we we went we went into the to Fremont one night and did some crazy stuff, and um, he came in and supported us and. No, just an awesome, great guy. Um, so after Eastgate Con um, injured, you came back out to do some rehab again because it was the mm. same you blew out when you had the big crash at your track. Is that the one? No, it wasn't. It's really pathetic. Oh, no. Injury. <laughs> so Sorry. I was doing, yeah, so my big crash, I said the same thing on Radio Eastgate because I was like, oh, you're the guy who did this, who got done on the Apex I was like, no, yeah, it was me. But I, I was just doing bloody longboard dancing. I twisted my MCL ligament in my knee and I was out for the most stupid injury ever. No, what was it? A whole five to eight kilometers an hour? Oh, God, honestly. <laughs> it's pathetic. And then I was out for ages and then I went to Eastgate for one week and then I did the same injury again. Um, yeah, it's fine. To be honest, I think like now I'm just like I don't, I don't know where my I don't know where my riding's going this year. I think I want to go back to smaller boards. I think this year, uh, yeah. just to go back to tentacle again. Um, well, it's could, perfect year for short boards because it, it seems to be the year 2023 is the year of the mini boards at the moment. Oh yeah, with like a stack and the tiny boards and stuff like that. There's some cool really amazing. Coming. Yeah, absolutely. There's some really nice mini boards out there and short boards and just commuters and stuff this year. So it's kind of kind of cool. But we've had some big launches this year already. Um, and one of them I'm going to touch on. I know you can't talk too much about it because this probably podcast will come out after your video. But you had a nice little trip just recently. Oh, yeah. No, you can talk about stuff. Yeah, it's actually okay. fine. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I've been putting on Instagram anyway. So, yeah, I went over to – well, it's not really short board, but the next content. I obviously went at the – Amazing opportunity to go to Switzerland uh, with the to meet Fabi and the team at Unzra. Um Literally, YouTubers, uh, cameraman's dream, just put a camera in any direction and the footage is dope. Still, uh, yeah. 
epic. But yeah, but um, the answer, the answer of Valar, it was basically the film, the answer of Valar, which I yep. was really, really impressed with, like a mountain board slash urban, uh, urban board. It was really, really good. It's kind of in its own demographic, um, from what yeah. I can see. Um, but yeah, we did some really cool stuff there, which I'll be featuring on my channel. Like one of the things we did was we uh, escalate. Well, escalate. We we did a three thousand foot Swiss Alp on wow. the board, which was mental. It was quite funny because this right. is the funny thing. I would I want everyone to do this. Everyone who's watching the channel, when you're watching a video, obviously you're watching it from what we show you. Think about what we're doing behind it. Is is the thing? For example, I, I took we. One of the things I did was took the drone up, done some aerial shots about 1,500, 1,500 feet. And I was like, cool. But at 1,500 feet, the wind is like Mach 10. So I'm like watching my drone go. I'm like, please don't fly away, please. And then, and like when we're doing group ride footage, when you watch someone like, when I'm filming someone, when I get the whole rig out, it's cool footage. Yeah. But think Tom's riding behind him doing 30 with a screen this big, holding the gimbal and getting as close as he can to him, in fact, knocking him, and then flying off at 2,000 feet or 3,000 foot off a mountainside and dying. Um, who's scared of heights, by the way? So I had to follow Fabi like, on this cliff edge a few times. Now, yeah. there's, uh, yeah, Thomas, Thomas, and now, people out there who are listening and watching this won't, won't be able to understand this. Thomas rides with a full gimbal, with a full um, mirrorless digital SLR yeah. camera. Yeah, yeah, uh, big, yeah, big Sony unit, and it's huge. I mean, there's only one other person out there that I've seen that rides like you with a City setup. Surfer, like, I think, in it. City Surfer, I've seen do it once, um, but the guy that I've seen in Australia do it a lot was, um, and and he's done a when I've done some Evolve rides, it's Maddie. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Is filming. I've seen him film in gravel and dirt and on the side of embankments with that camera. Um, and you, you're like him. I, I've, I put you in the same filming sort of category. These cameras yeah. are big. I'm, I'm a lazy filmer. I Insta360 and GoPros um, with a big stick and um, lazy. Feet <laughs> <laughs> and a half to have a camera that's like and a rig that's this big on a handle, trying to keep everything level. But you got you guys are just next level with your recording, and it's it's I really good though for like yeah. group rides and stuff like that. It's really good fun, and I think that's one of my favorite. My personally, my favorite content is when I do group rides. I'm following people like that. But the irony is, I'm not in it. Yeah, it's fine. I haven't got to be in it as, as, at all. But the but irony I is, I'm following people. They make the best visual visual video, yeah. but they get the least amount of views for some reason. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, it's because it's not information, it's not knowledge, and I think that's the point. Yeah. People use YouTube as a knowledge platform, and I think I need to kind of push the more kind of streamline and that stuff. And I still do the event stuff, it's cool, it's fun to do, but people want the information quick, fast, and, and get, get to the answers. So I think maybe that's where, where hopefully I want to start moving my content towards now is more factual information people get to juice. Because I think I feel like we make content based on what we like to watch. And a lot of the main influencers those days are stuff like Daniel Kwam, uh, Tashan, uh, used to do EUC stuff. Ronnie. Um, Ronnie. Yeah. The most like cinematic stuff like that. Um, and that's why you still love to watch. So that's probably the reason why it's influenced a lot of my content. Yeah, but I agree. I, I really enjoy those group rides too, Thomas. I'm right on the pack with you. Um, and I think the cinematography, and I think um, I'm not a real big cinema buff as far as taking the video, but I will. I love to watch it, and I love to watch hours of it. So I will sit there and I'll mm. just a few 
a few YouTube videos where I know they're scenic and so forth, and I'm, that's what I'm really hoping for for the Yoronsa Ride video. Um, yeah, one of those, it's got some really cool shots on that one. It's going to be awesome, right? So, um, but I love stringing those together on YouTube and just pressing play and just sitting back and, and doing stuff in the kitchen and watching it on the TV and the distance. Just, I love that. Mm. Um, and everyone's got love... their own different styles of flavor, and I think that's what's really good about the scene. Everyone's got their own kind of demographic of what they're doing, um, and it's really interesting what people are coming up with at all times. Yeah. Like, for example, you obviously doing obviously your new Eastgate chat um, uh, podcast. You know, I think it's really good to hear you know everyone talk. You know, sit there, cruise another demographic, more content. You know, I think there's not enough podcasts in the Eastgate community. Yeah. yeah. So I think there isn't. I think um, I think M boards, and hopefully this one will be one of the new ones. But there's, I think the Evolve guys do one, and 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 M boards do one, and I don't think there's many people doing one regularly anymore. So I, hopefully this one will um, meet the targets, and hopefully we keep getting good guests in and so forth. Um, but in saying so that, people want to be involved in it. Comment that's it. to the message exactly. and then reach out to on Craig Taylor on his Instagram and get me on it. Absolutely, absolutely. But but I've got to say, Thomas, just recently you've got into the interviewing space for your YouTube channel as well, which has been mm. awesome. And um, I'm loving the content and loving the interviews and hearing from different people. Um, what inspired you to do that? Just um, Once again, I said I watch stuff um, and I think, you know, what do I enjoy watching? What do I like to do? Like I say, I think the idea of doing live interviews, once again, connect with the community, the companies and get come of building those relationships with you know more people and spreading things out like we had um a couple of guys from sde skate come through uh, we've got a couple of company companies as well. like i said it's a chance to get some more exposure like um um when i was speaking to who was i speaking to uh, um uh, radley boards is it radley I can't remember okay it gets wrong i'll get all embarrassed now one second a <laughs> uh, race board that was it i was speaking to race boards like once again race, yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. That's it, one yeah animals right i was like i i've interviewed them in EastgateCon and i want to get some more exposure and i think the same thing with radium stuff like that i like what these companies are doing and how can i get more exposure for these independent people doing more and more um so that's what i the purpose of it because for me I like to sit down have a cup of, cup of coffee watch an hour stream chill out watch that and i think what what do i like to do and where's there a gap in the market that aren't people Absolutely. aren't doing enough of so, you know, actually, uh, I don't know if it's out. I don't know if this is at the out at the time, but I've actually got Jeff from Evolve coming for yep. um, an interview, which will be really, really big one, which will be cool. Um, That's in, so, I think, I'm recording this, it's in three days, but I, this yes, will probably come out probably after that, but um, okay. we'll see. You know. yeah, um, I was like, yeah, it's really exciting too. Yeah, it's a really great opportunity. I think it's very wholesome, and I think that's what I, I'm very grateful for you know the opportunities I have definitely and it is bloody hard work as well but I yeah. pinch myself and I think like a bit my big example is a bit like at Eastgate Con when I was doing the pre Eastgate Con group rider with Joe Darby or Soka Legend and a load of other influential people in the community. When I think influential I think many people for me, not just celebrity yeah. kind of stuff. It's yeah. like people who I've looked up to for a long, long time and having those wholesome moments with and I'm very thankful to have these opportunities. But you know, it is hard it is through loads of hard work and luck. So the idea that I'd have people like Jeff and these Radio Miske working on the working alongside Bibles or Cali, I wouldn't even imagine this a few years ago. You know, and yeah. I'm very grateful when it is through people watching the content, subscribing to the channel. So, you know, it is very much appreciated. And I don't just take it lightly. It's a lot of 
lot of you know 200 plus videos on the channel hours of hours and hours of work but yeah i'm very appreciative of people who supported me and like many people like you you know other content guys it's just you know very very fortunate in the situation i mean uh, i don't take it lightly i've, I've got to say that um what, it's one of the things that i think eastgate con showed um so many of us which we i think we didn't i think we realized that we we're a community but hadn't been face to face so i think when when we all got to Eastgate Con, it, it just added a huge new dimension to the whole environment of skateboarding, electric skateboarding. I mean, I'd just never seen so much camaraderie. Usually in a lot of the chats on Facebook, there's a lot of argy-bargy and some, you know, blah, blah, blah goes on. But it was just, there was none of that. It was all just, how you doing? Shaking people's hands with people that didn't even, I didn't even know. And people coming up to me saying hello and you and everyone else and, and people we'd seen online. and. And you did a couple of you did one particular amazing ride, which hopefully I'm you know I get the opportunity to do that one with you guys next time round, um, which was just with those that special crew, and those guys are you know amazing. They are the icons. They are the OGs of the the, the Eastgate community. And I pay homage to Jay um, and Colorado Caddy, Caddy and yourself and um, JW. I mean, a few of the crew that you went out with uh, and Fabio as well were just. Um, such, a, such an aw aw awesome opportunity for you um, to mm. be with those crews, you know, all those people that you know mean so much to the community. But um, wow, what a group of people to have at such an epic event! Um, yeah, like me, who's I mean, I've been, I've, believe it or not, I've, I think I've got nearly two hundred videos out there myself now, which is kind of crazy. But um, I, I, being at the other end of the world, like we are, we're so far removed from the mainstream reality of Eastgate. A lot of the times, um, it feels like sometimes it's forgotten down here. But then I remind myself of who we're lucky enough to have down here in Australia, really pushing boundaries and boards and riding and stuff. So I'm pretty fortunate on the other side. So that's pretty cool. Um, so Thomas, um, I suppose you'll be back at Eastgate Con in 20, 2024, without a shadow of a doubt. Mm -hmm. um, I know there's probably knowing yourself, there's more trips coming up this in the next. Six to twelve months. Uh, nothing's necessarily planned as of yet, really. I, I'm toying. I need to do another big project at some point. I don't. I don't know what it's going to be. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I really. I feel like I need to do another big project. But I think you know, time of the year. I think it's mostly going to be just obviously doing content lives and reviews for the rest of the year. Um, playing with the idea of maybe a channel rebranding at some point. Um, but we'll see about that. It is something behind the scenes. I've got some stuff in the background and working on. Um, but yeah, nothing like any more trips coming up in a while um, as such. You know, I'm going to do a bit of normal life for a little while, I think, before I start doing other... You never know what's coming around the corner. I think what I'd like to do is I think I might have liked to reach out to a few companies to see, you know, especially in the Europe game, maybe, you know, you've got flux, uh, flux boards, you've also got the bio boards, I'd like to see if I can visit some of those other factories as well um yeah. to get more of the european scene because you now we've, we've featured most of the european scene on the channel at this point so maybe look at trying to do another one of those trips before the year's out probably might be a good idea absolutely that'd be awesome it'd be awesome i mean i think one of the things that i suppose a lot of the e-skaters out there don't actually see is those those factory realities of what where they are where they're located the areas that they're, you know, they're riding in and they're building boards in and stuff. I mean, you don't get to see behind the scenes very often. I know um, I put a small video out about Transite, just, a, you know, mm. a very short video. 
and everybody's like, oh, it's so cool to see, you know, his factory. Um, really interesting mm. that doing there and some of the I other stuff. I don't know about you, but when I watch those, I'm like, wait, what's that in the background? I had a mini board that I really want to play. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I can't help it. Like, I used to do that. I remember you said a lot with the Evolve stuff, and I used to, like, the amount of detail I look in videos is ridiculous. Like, yeah. I remember saying, like, wait, hold up. What's this yellow board at the back? What's this about? And I'd message, like, Matt, and he'd be like, what's this? What's this? Oh, it's a prototype board. We never done anything with Oh, okay. Well, it's just yeah. fun to dig up, dig behind the scenes. But, yeah, it's cool to see. But the fact, you like, some of the things I was looking, some of the companies before, um, I can't say some of them. Um, but, yeah, some cool stuff coming from Monster in the future. Um, yeah. really cool stuff actually um, that you won't see coming um, for a while but yeah there's some cool stuff coming from them and then remember I went to, tra um, to Tramp and they had like this motor which was like this this <laughs> thick it was like we just made that for the giggles so it's cool to, it's, it's lucky to be trusted in those scenarios to yeah. that, was, that was years ago so it's fine but yeah to be trusted in situations where I can get that insight because you know it's just fun to know about new things coming all the time yeah, it's interesting you, you say that. I mean, I know when I was in at EastgateCon, Fabio and I actually did a couple of rides together and, and really, really tremendously, like, lovely guy. Gave me so much time over there. But we were talking one night and he said, oh, no, I've got a mountain board coming and it's a bit like this and a bit like that. And I, I said, and? And he says, no, that's it. <laughs> I can't tell you anymore. As much as you can. Yes, and, and it was really good. I mean, he gave me a hint that he was doing a mountain board but and I, I sort of knew about the Velar, but I didn't because I knew nothing mm. really. It, but he was um it was just so nice to just give me a little bit of a, a taste but he's you know keep it quiet so you know zip it up and uh, everything i've seen of that board so far is like really interesting people are just loving it i mean um there's a guy over in dubai who's just smashing it at the moment and um i met i met him at um uh, where was it uh, the evolve open last year this guy i've been mean, oh i can't read yeah. it's um it's god yeah, him. Yeah, he's he's a he's a really nice guy, and he was he was so devastated he couldn't get to Eastgate Con last mm. year, and I've already asked him if he's going to this one, and he said he's coming to this one. So I think he's um, he's a great rider, and he actually competed yeah. at the Evolve Open in at Redlands at the BMX track. So um, good rider, nice, and tr just generally nice guy. So um, yeah, it'll definitely. Be um, I have heard Radium's going to try and get there too from your interview. They said they're going to be there. Yeah, they're going to send the top boy. Um, you know his name, didn't you? What's his name? Liam. Liam. No, not Liam, the rider. Oh, um, well, they, apparently they're all going to get there, but um, uh, he was uh, he was a skater boy, I think is his title on Instagram, Dylan Bell. Dylan, um, yeah. Oh, my God, man. Great rider, he's, great. Rider. Give him, give him, give him the technology, and he'll see what you can do. Yeah, he's a absolute beast. From I think if you just stooge board against some of the boys who ride stooge all the time, give him a couple of laps, he'll be, he'll be. You say that, but we haven't yet to see what this board can really do. So you, you never know. Yeah, no, and they said it's not a race board. Uh, no, they're going to make a race board. They're going to make a race. It. Board. <laughs> no, it's the same. It's, it's the same thing when I spoke to race boards, and they're like. Yeah, this is our board, but we want to do one a little bit fast. I'm like, you're mental, honestly. What are you playing at? <laughs> well, I think I think Wraith have still got the um, the long the high speed thing in mind. They want to have the record, I believe. So I think it's... they already have the world record, but they want to beat. For example, when I was speaking to Wraith, I was like, was yeah, like, it's not the it's not, not ninety mile an hour club, is it? No, basically, what he wanted to do is he want he's upset that the gravity board beats his board, so he needs to go faster than gravity, so then no board can touch him. 
<laughs> I was like, mate, like, I think he said on the stream, he said he wants to call it the Titan. Just like, my God. Like, I'll wait and see. I would think, because they're, they're not far off from releasing this short board, or they already released that. I'm not sure. Yeah, they already have um, the Rocket. Um, the rock. I'm actually fortunate enough, and I'm, I'm hopefully meant to be getting one to feature, because. Who knows the the world's fastest short border? You know that's the thumbnail already, isn't it? <laughs> it writes itself, doesn't it? <laughs> Honestly, it's ridiculous. No, it's mental, absolutely mental. So I know Thomas. I, you know, I've already got the green light to go to EastgateCon myself. So I know that you know you and I will be meeting up there. Where we're talking about what's going on, but we haven't actually got any details down. We'll be doing that in the coming months, hopefully. Um, I suppose. From your writing and your experience with the boards out there at the moment, do you think? And I'm gonna, I'm gonna be honest. I'll be gonna ask a lot of people who ride and race as well. Um, do you think that there's anything that can catch Stooge at the next uh, Eastgate Con? The community, because you don't know what's coming. There'll be someone who turns up with something that will come after them, because now it's real. Competition makes things more more engaging. Um, have you have you got a have you got a racing league in the UK that is that is practicing for this or that does this or are mm. you? Well, they're trying to incorporate a little bit with the intro speed stuff. But to be honest, I could could chat with my friend um, about this the other day, which was European riding is different to American riding. So, for example, okay. European riding is very much like tracks, like go kart tracks, short, technical, fast. Yep. like kind of tracks less about top end more about like really tight spaces yep and that's our kind of demographic of what we do and then the stooge guys have that they times it by two so everything is like a lot faster bigger banks bigger corners they're still turning yeah. obviously yeah so they seem to be less of not less not less of less um they seem to be more higher end so you get those higher speeds so the different demographics. So be interesting. I think if some of the guys are saying, it'd be interesting to see when a stooge rider is in a really compact track to see how they perform. But everything's um, slightly different, you know. what I mean, on what what they are, um, what the demographic is. But I think I would die to see Tramper Squad come over to Eastgate Con because I think it'd be such a wild card to see what they do because they're they're far they're untouchable. Dirt. They are pretty good on tarmac as well, definitely. Yeah, they are. Yeah, no, fair enough, fair enough too. And I think you're right that 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 high speed acceleration out of corners and so forth will be the it'd be a bit a few questions for them. Um, yeah, it's just something I'm being curious about. Now, Thomas, I know we've been going for 50 minutes, so we've got 10 minutes before I'm going to close this down. Is there something I suppose that you want to share at all from your riding, um, new, old, otherwise? I just think I've, I think my biggest thing is I think this kind of it's a bit of a not really positive thing but I just want to mention it it's this whole kind of compare this Eastgate hate on lying is not real in public like people being like you've got that this is bad this is it's, this is, people need to stop this unnecessary grief in each other about what people ride and what not and just bring it back to the fundamentals a lot but I feel like a lot of forums is like this has to be this is the worst thing ever. I think the problem is people have an emotional attachment obviously with the boards and what they give you. So if you threaten that it's personal, I think. Yeah. So I think yeah. we need to kind of celebrate why we all ride and actually collectively work to actually getting more exposure to make things easier for everyone, really. Yep, absolutely. No, it's it's a it's a real it's a real thing to be, I suppose, commenting on. I mean there 
I mean, there's enough pace in the world, there's enough stress in the world, and we don't need more. And collectively, our our sport, hobby, what passion, whatever you want to call it, or addiction, as I call it, um, is it, it's it's about switching off and having fun and being around people who are like-minded and, and enjoying ourselves. So um, one of the things that I, I, I suppose I push when we're talking with about Eastgate here is just shut up and ride. Just Yeah, exactly. Leave all the crap outside, shut up and ride and enjoy. If you're on a forum talking smack, then you're not riding enough. That's, <laughs> that's right, that's right. Get out of mum's basement and get out there and ride. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, so, Thomas, I'm going to ask you a couple of quick questions. Um, famous wheel at the moment, or f- favourite wheel at the moment? I know I asked this this a while ago, but favourite oh, wheel. Oh, so, well, uh, well, like as in tyres. Well, tyres, wheels. Yep. Uh, I my recent review, I did the uh, I Wonder Rovers. They are a sick wheel. I really like them. Like honestly, people say like, oh, here we go. So, like honestly, I really that backfire on those Rovers is a naughty setup. So yeah. <laughs> Love that wheel at the moment. Favorite deck. <laughs> favorite deck. Your favorite deck. Favorite. Um, favorite carbon deck. fiber, bamboo. Is it, oh, you, um, carbon fiber. You love carbon fiber. Yes. So the traditional evolved deck, style deck, is your favorite still? Oh, the deck from there. Um, oh, actually, no. My best favorite deck of all time is the Hoyt UAV, which I can't have. So. <laughs> That's the one. I, that's my favourite one. Burns that that still burns. <laughs> burns deep. Um, and I've got to say, last thing is, do you have a favourite brand, or are you just a lover of all Eastgate, or is it bio boards all the way for you still? Every board has its own. Every company and board has its own demographic. Yeah. Um, favourite favourite brand. I wouldn't say a favorite brand because they're, so, they're all different demographics. I think any company that is, like I said, the high end, small individuals pushing what's possible is my favorite yep. brand. You know, that's my favorite brand. Yep. <laughs> I, I asked someone that the other day, and it's the reason I ask it here is I asked someone the other day, and they said they said the one I'm writing today. <laughs> that's a good answer. And I was like, I can't argue with that. That is so on point. <laughs> That's a political answer. Right? <laughs> That's, right. That's exactly right. All right, Thomas, I am going to pull the pin on this. Thank you so much for joining us for our first episode. Of me, um, it has been an absolute and utter pleasure. And um, i got to say, don't forget, every week from now on, unless something horrible happens, which I'm assuming it's not going to anymore because I've gone through my three bad lucks, um, we'll be back in every week. And um, stay tuned. For the next episode. That's a commitment, man. That's a commitment. Here it comes. Thanks for joining us. We hope you got your fix. All the details and links will be in the show notes. And remember to subscribe so you never miss a thing. Be sure to leave a like and a review as it's always a huge help. Please follow Eastgate Oz on your socials and give our host a follow as well. Until next time, stay upright and keep smiling.